Okay, hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Sunday Tarot Talk. I am your host, Jason, and we are at our final lesson. So we reached the final card, the world card, uh, key 21, associated with the Hebrew letter Tav. Tav, we have uh, went from zero, the fool, all the way to the end, to the, to the world card. Uh, it's been a great journey. Thank you guys for showing up and appreciate you being here. Of course, at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye if you'd like to make a donation. Uh, and if you'd like to buy any of our tarot cards, those are available at cosmiceye.org. Of course, I've been using the great uh, information from Dr. Paul Foster Case, where I learned uh, most of what I know about tarot. And uh, thank you, Dr. Case. He's here with us in spirit. So anyway, on this last one, I'm going to go ahead and start the show off with the um, pattern on the trestle board, as we most often do. Uh, so we'll go through that. And I want to encourage you uh, to learn the pattern on the trestle board yourself. And you can say this. It's a great Kabbalistic affirmation. It'll connect you to divine source and so forth. Um, and it's really, it's a great memory exercise. Honestly, it's a great thing to, to memorize things and to use your mind uh, and to build your memory. And of course, tarot does that naturally. Uh, but another way of doing it is, you know, just working on memorizing poems and sayings and uh, affirmations and so forth. So anyway, here we go. Uh, zero, all the power that ever was or will be is here now. Number one, I'm a center of expression for the primal will to good, which eternally creates and sustains the universe. Number two, through me, its unfailing wisdom takes form in thought and word. Number three, filled with understanding of its perfect law and guided moment by moment along the path of liberation, along the path of liberation. Uh, number four, from the exhaustless riches of its limitless substance, I draw all things needful, both spiritual and material. Number five, I recognize a manifestation of the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. Number six, in all things great and small, I see the beauty of the divine expression. Number seven, living from that will, supported by its unfailing wisdom and understanding, mine is the victorious life. Number eight, I look forward with confidence to the perfect realization of the eternal splendor of the limitless light. Number nine, in thought and word and deed, I rest my life from day to day upon the sure foundation of eternal being. Number 10, the kingdom of spirit is embodied in my flesh. All right, so final lesson, key 21, the world. So the last card of the major arcana is, of course, the world. And basically, this card symbolizes cosmic consciousness or the idea of nirvana, samadhi. Uh, divine union, atonement, or at one are all different ways of putting that. Um, and it's the really the experience of this, and it comes to a person who has this firsthand knowledge of your identity uh, with the one power, with that I am that we always talk about, that one presence, that one power, that God consciousness, cosmic consciousness, whatever you want to call it, uh, which really is the source uh, of the whole cosmos, of the whole universe. And so when you kind of get towards this and you understand this, and you build this in your consciousness and you understand the symbolism of this car and you're really living this consciousness, you know that through you, that power that governs and directs the universe flows uh, into manifestation. So you're a part of that, that uh, consciousness and it's a part of you. You're in it and of it and, you know, fully Im imbued with it. I mean, it really, you, you know, it's hard when you get up to this sort of stage of consciousness, we talk about cosmic consciousness or super consciousness or nirvana to really, you know, explain it with words. It goes beyond words. Um, 
So it's this, you know, these words can't really give us an adequate idea of the seventh stage of our spiritual enfoldment uh, that this cosmic consciousness that this world card represents. It really has to be kind of left up to your own intuition and to your own work, your own meditation and so on, your own contemplation work you do with the cards. By the way, uh, again, I want to emphasize that, you know, working with these cards each day and meditating on them, contemplating them, sitting for at least five minutes and, you know, just kind of looking, gazing at the image uh, is going to help to awaken those powers that that card represents. So those symbolic and archetypal uh, energies that the images on the card represent will be awakened in your own psyche, in your own soul, uh, just by working with these cards. So the letter Tav, of course, is associated with this, Hebrew letter Tav, which is the final uh, letter of the alphabet. So Aleph to Tav, or Tav, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, different Hebrew pronunciations pronounce it differently. I will go with Tav. Uh, it's assigned to this key. So it's, it's, this really uh, is, a, is a picture, this card is a picture of what you really are and what the universe, the cosmos really, uh, really is. So this dancer represents this dance of life and this universe is a dance of life. And we know from you know, quantum physics that uh, everything is energy, everything's in motion, everything is vibration. And this represents that sort of idea. So this inmost central self that is really the truest part of you, it's not the body, it's not the mind, it's not the ego, it's not the memories, it's this self, this cosmic consciousness, that's the eternal dancer, that's within you. Uh, so this number 21 is, is an interesting number because it's, it's actually the sum of the numbers from zero to six, and it represents the culmination of those powers of those cards. So zero, the fool, up to six, which is the lovers. Uh, so that uh, as a key then, this card, this tarot card, it shows this completion of the extension uh, of the power of this, those principles that are represented by those seven keys, zero, zero to six. So zero, one, two, three, four, five, and six. Uh, there's also a close uh, affinity between key 21 and key seven. So you'll notice again on, on when, I, when I talked about this before, laying these keys out in, in, a, in a pattern of three rows with the fool on top making its own row, it's fourth. Then you have um, one through seven on the top and eight through uh, 14 on the second row and then 15 through 21 on the third row. So if you go down uh, from, from seven, the last card in the top row, you'll go down to 14 and then you go down to 21. So there's a, there's a, there's a connection between all those cards. There's a connection between all those cards. And that goes beyond the scope of what we're, what we're talking about in the show, but I may get into uh, that more in the next, if we do a next level of this, I may offer this as a class, um, a deeper, a deeper dive into this, this work. Uh, so let me know if that's of interest to you. I'm at info at Cosmic Eye or hit me up on social media at Cosmic Eye Tarot if that might be of interest to you uh, doing a class. And that would be like a more hands-on kind of uh, uh, paid format uh, where there'd be interaction and, and things like that and lectures and we'd really get into the symbolism and go deep with it. So uh, that's a possibility down the road. So anyway, as I said, there's a... 
uh, you know, there's this affinity and this connection between key seven, a key 14 and key 21. Uh, so let's take a look next then to the, to the planet that's attributed to this card. So the planet that's attributed to this card is Saturn. And Saturn is the seventh of the ancient planets. Uh, Saturn's Hebrew name is Shabbatai, Shabbatai. Uh, so the word uh, Shabbat, if you've ever heard, uh, it said Shabbat Shalom when uh, Jewish people are uh, welcoming uh, the Sabbath and you know welcoming uh, the friends and so forth, using that as a greeting, Shabbat Shalom. Uh, Shabbat is, is the day of the Sabbath of, uh, this uh, Saturday, or Saturn's day, or Shabbatai in Hebrew, Shabbatai. So we get the same meanings, uh, as I said, from the word Sabbath. Uh, so there's this day of rest or inertia that's associated with um, the Sabbath in Hebrew tradition and in Kabbalah, of course, where the Hebrew tradition comes from. So the seventh day of the week is a, is a complete day of rest. And, there, and, and again, so Saturn, the planet Saturn represents inertia, it represents sort of uh, coming into, you know, uh, solidness or materialization, there's those ideas. So it's an interesting um, dichotomy between that and cosmic consciousness, of course. So you'll understand that as you go deeper into this card. In the, uh, as I said, in the tarot tableau, where you see that, you know, the tarot tableau is that those three rows that I was telling you about of the seven cards with the four on top, making its own fourth row at the top. So the three rows of seven. <clears throat> uh, so key 21. Is three times seven, and that's placed underneath key 14, which is two times 17, and key 14 is placed below key seven, which is, of course, just seven or one times seven. So you get these interesting combinations in numbers that play out through the tarot. So the principle at work in key 21 is represented by key seven. And really, the secret of key seven is really, it's really beautifully explained. Uh, from this quote that comes from Paul Foster Case's work, from BOTA work. Uh, and this comes from actually the, a book called Light on the Path uh, from a, a theosophist, I believe, wrote this, uh, this, this work. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote that. And it's, uh, it says, stand aside in the coming battle, and though thou fightest, be not thou the warrior. Look for the warrior and let him fight in thee. Take his orders for the battle and obey them, Obey him not as though he were a general, but as though he were thyself, and his spoken words were the utterance of thy secret desires, for he is thyself, yet infinitely wiser and stronger than thyself. Look for him, else in the fever and hurry of the fight, thou mayest pass him, and he will not know thee unless thou knowest him. If thy cry reach his listening ear, then he will fight in thee, and he will fill the dull void within. And if this is so, then thou canst thou go through the fight cool and unwearied, standing aside and letting him battle for thee then it will be impossible for thee to strike one blow amiss. But if thou look not for him, if thou pass by him, then there's no safeguard for thee. Thy brain will reel, thy heart will grow uncertain. And in the dust of the battlefield, thy sight and sense will fail, and thou wilt not know thy friends from thy enemies. And here really is this important part of this. So, you know, you're trying to connect to this person, this, this higher part of yourself, this higher self. Um, this is, he spoke of as if he were a general, you were thyself, etc. Uh, but here's really the crux of this whole thing. He is thyself. Thou art but finite and liable to error. He is eternal and is sure. He is eternal truth. When once he has entered thee and become thy warrior, he will never utterly desert thee. And at the day of uh, the great peace, he will become one with thee. So, of course, you could say he, she. You could say 
uh, whatever you want in this particular situation is what we're really talking about is this higher self, this higher consciousness, which of course has no gender to it. Um, but you know, this is uh, this is written in a you know you know from a tradition that um, has a has an idea that God's male, or at least there's some sort of male attributes uh, written about in this in this time. But when you really go deeply into Kabbalah, you understand that God is neither male or female. Uh, so that really is just kind of a, a blind, as it were, they call it in the occult world, it's a blind. So, you know, when you go past that, you understand that there, there truly is no gender to God. God is, you know, he, she, masculine, and feminine at the same time or of no gender at all. So, uh, so anyway, look, listen to that quotation. You see how that warrior, the rider, and the chariot is identified with speech. And that speech functions associated with key seven. So you can see how all these keys, again, are, are, are put together, all these tarot cards. So key number seven, which is the chariot. Uh, furthermore, since the rider is the one self that I was talking about, the I am, the cosmic consciousness, he's also the hierophant associated with hearing. And then above in that quotation, there, before in the quotation we spoke about, you heard the listening ear. So he has this listening ear. Um, it's from the mass. Um, and and that's, that's your intuition. That's your, that's your inner intuition. That's your connection to that higher self that that higher font represents as well. Um, so he is thyself. He is thyself. So you are that. There's a saying uh, um, in... Uh, Tatvam uh, Asi means I am that, I am that. Uh, that's, in a, that's a Hindu saying, a yoga philosophy saying. It really is meaning that you are that, you are that cosmic consciousness. You are the thing that you are seeking. Uh, it's within you. So it's knowledge that the goal is the self, the quest is for the self. The knowledge is knowledge of the self, and this is self with a capital S. So we're talking about our higher self. The power of the infinite eternal self is the only power there is. So the self's the one power, and it's working through all the mysterious activities of you know reflection and duality that we experience in you know in this plane of existence. It works in and through it. It is that thing but yet it is not that thing at the same time, so it's paradoxical. I'll leave you to kind of sort that out on your own in meditation. Uh, so the Hebrew letter Tav means signature or mark, and the actual mark, so in the ancient Hebrew, in the Paleo-Hebrew, it's called, is an actu it's actually a, an X or a little kind of like a Greek cross. Uh, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's not necessarily a cross, it's really an X, but you, know, you could also turn it on its side and make it a sort of a cross figure. Uh, but it's Mark, the actual Mark, has four equal arms. Uh, and that's also like the uh, equal arms of the, the, the cross that's on the banner of the uh, angel uh, back in Key 20. Uh, in addition, the Egyptian letter, the Egyptian Tau, Tau cross, uh, which you may know from if you've seen uh, an Ankh, looks very similar to the Tau. Uh, they're from the same symbolic representation. Uh, corresponds to this letter, and it's it was the tau was said to have been a sort of a, a tally or a measuring device to see how deep the Nile was, because the whole uh, Egyptian culture rested on the the flooding of the Nile uh, for the fertility of the crops, just much like uh, 
the uh, the delta down in Mississippi is like that. So this um, this flood that comes in washes in all these nutrients and everything into this plain, the floodplain, and then the floodplain is really this very generative, um, rich soil. Uh, so also the tau is also a square for testing right angles. So you get into the idea of the sacred geometry and so forth. Among the Hebrews, uh, ancient Hebrews letter tav was written, as I said, in this old paleo Hebrew alphabet as like a cross or an X, sometimes with a circle around it. Uh, later on, it was a sign of salvation also. If you look at Ezekiel, it talks about um, using that, using the sign marking the dark, the, the marking, excuse me, marking um, yourself with that sign for, for, for safety from, uh, from uh, destructive angels. So it was a symbol for salvation from death and a signature of eternal life. So this idea of signature, the letter Tav also represents security or pledge, guarantee these kinds of ideas. Uh, and a signature, if you think about it, like if you're signing a contract, a signature makes a business contract or uh, a legal instrument, right? It makes it valid. So Tav indicates a final seal, the final seal and completion of the great work. We've been talking about the alchemical great work throughout this whole uh, series. And really that experience, it's talking about the experience that validates the idea, the idea that we've, talking, we've been talking about, the hypothesis of this unity of being. So when you actually have experiential knowledge of that, you know it in the, in the mind, the body, the soul, you know, you have this connection to spirit through those parts of yourself and you actually have this experience, not just talking about it, not just intellectual thought, but a whole holistic experience of that unity then you know you've reached this state of cosmic consciousness and what this tub represents, what this what this world card represents. The great secret really to the letter tub is, is, is in the point where these in the ancient letter uh, where the two lines cross. So that represents the inner center at which the uh, the one self or the one identity, the I am spirit that they talk about has its home, has its home. So that that crossing of of uh, really spirit matter within within yourself. So the Book of Formation, Sefer Yitzhak, famous uh, Kabbalistic text, says the only Lord God, the faithful King, rules over all from his holy habitation forever and ever. Uh, and also in this book, there's the, the idea that the holy habitation uh, is, 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 is this. Um, the seven double consonants are analogous to the six dimensions, height and depth, east and west, north and south, and the holy temple that stands in the center which sustains them all. And that sounds kind of confusing. We're going to get more into that, what that is in a second here. Uh, so this, but this innermost point is, 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 is no thing. So we talk about that in the first lesson when we are talking about the fool, no thing, not nothing, but no thing, something that can't be defined, something that can't be pinned down, something that's mysterious, like the Tao. Uh, in a work called the Clementine Hom Homilies, supposedly written by St. Peter, uh, he says, the place of God is that which is not. And then later in this text, later in this text, it says, this, therefore, that starting from God is boundless in every direction, must needs be the heart of him who is verily above all things in fashion, who, wheresoever he be, is, as it were, in the middle of a boundless space, being the terminal of the all. Taking their origin there from him, the six extensions have, have the... Uh, 
the nature of unlimited things, of which the one taking its beginning from God is displayed upwards toward the height, another downwards toward the depth, another to the right, another to the left, another in front, another behind. From him, from at him, the six boundless lines do terminate, and from him, they take their boundless extension. So this is another sort of reference to this idea of the cube of space, which goes way beyond uh, the basic level of what we're talking about here, but you can see the cube of space uh, demonstrated. If you want to look that up online, just to get, to get a basic idea, just look up Kabbalistic cube of space. Um, and it's this idea that this that the that the reality, universal reality, is built from you know, really from these the energies represented by the Hebrew letters. Um, each of these directions makes up a cube, like a face in a cube. And then there's there's points inside of it and so on that are represented by the other letters, et cetera, et cetera. It's very complicated, but um, yeah, that is something that we may go into uh, in classroom work again. If you're interested, let me know. Uh, so that no, really think about this, the abode of God in these ideas and these mystical ideas is really the heart, but it's also a term that which is not quote unquote, because it doesn't have any physical form. It doesn't have a material fashion or place. It, you know, it might even be indicated by a zero sign, which of course, like I talked about, we, we connect to the fool, but again, it's not a non-entity. Uh, because this inner point is a positive metaf metaphysical uh, or even intellectual reality. So if you can grasp this idea of this place of God or holy temple that stands in the center, it's everywhere, then you, you really start to again see that it must be the center of your own being. This holy spirit, this holy temple is the center of your own being. It's, the, it's who you really are. It's you having, you know, you're a spiritual being having a human experience. The body is just a vehicle for this uh, spiritual light, the spiritual energy. Uh, Tav in, in, Kab in Kabbalah is associated to this idea called administrative intelligence. And it said that this is, um, this is so called because it directs all the operations of the seven planets, associates their activities and guides them all in their proper courses. Of course, the seven planets refer to the uh, seven occult planets, the inner planets, as we've talked about before, or the chakras in the Eastern system, all that same thing. So here, uh, as I said before, so here's kind of how these are attributed out. And you'll look at these, the cards that make up these, again, so we're just introducing this idea of the cube of space here. Uh, Mercury, the letter bit, is, is at the height, it's the top of this cube. So if you imagine a, a die, you know, a single dice, a die, uh, and kind of think about the top portion of it being key one, uh, the 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 uh, magician, and the letter bit. Uh, the moon is the bottom or the depth, it's called, or the uh, the below, you know the part below, and that's uh, attributed to the the to Gimel, and key two, key two, which is uh, the high priestess, and the moon's associated with that. So each of these planets are associated with these faces on this. Q. So Venus, the letter Dalit, is in the east, and that is key three, and that's the, uh, uh, the why is she escaping me, the Empress, excuse me. So Jupiter is in Kaf, the letter Kaf, and the direction west, of course, are associated with key 10, and that's the west side, the west side, so that would be the, 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 uh, the west-facing um, side of that cube, Mars, Pei, North, 
side is key 16, key 16 in the tower. The sun is on the south side, that's key 19, and Saturn or Tav. Uh, the card we're talking about, of course, uh, the world is the holy temple, and that's in the center of the holy temple. So that's that holy, it represents that holy temple within. So that structure of the cube, but represents the body, but it also represents the universe, the microcosm and the macrocosm. So Tav represents that point of control at the center of the heart, not the physical organ, but your heart in terms of um, your innermost core, your soul, your, you know, the depth of your heart, the depth of who you really are. To get at the heart of your personal existence in Kabbalah is known to enter the palace of the king. So there's the one self, they're the one self you find on, on the throne there in this symbolic uh, language. The Lord of the universe has his abode there. And that's the central point of authority and rulership. And it extends really throughout the, the cosmos into the, you know, the boundless uh, reaches of space. Um, and then really, you know, so the, you know, the heart of this, the meaning of this card, then really this, this, uh, this world card is, the, the, you know, then when the great work is accomplished, this idea of the father and the son being in perfect union, which we talked about before, um, this idea of the stone, Eben, Eben, uh, Aleph, uh, Bet, Nun in Hebrew, those are the letters. Uh, I mean, Ab means father, Ben means son. So it's this idea of this stone. And really what this is, is the alchemical philosopher's stone. The new kingdom is established with man. And it will have no end. So there's an eternal kingdom that's established when you reach this, this level of the great work, when you accomplish uh, the great work, the alchemical great work. Um, so there's an ancient alchemical uh, book, a writing. It's not actually a book. It's a small book, a treatise. It's called the Book of the Lambs, Book of Lamb Spring, the Book of Lamb Spring. So it's the sun. And again, these, these are symbolic you're not meant to be particularly, uh, you know, any gender or one or the other, but they use this, this language, you know, that, that works symbolically, of course. So, you know, there's a son and a father, you know, within all of us, and there's a son and a father and a mother and a daughter within everyone. So, you know, but they're just using particular language to represent these ideas. Um, so, and again, as I said, so there's also, you know, feminine language in Kabbalah as well. But so this, generally when I'm speaking of the son and the father, you're talking about consciousness and superconsciousness. Generally, when you're talking about the mother, uh, you're talking about the great unconscious, the great mother. You're talking about the subconscious and so forth. They're usually represented as receptive or feminine uh, in this particular system. So anyway, this text says, the son ever remains in the father and the father and the, and the son, thus in diverse things. Diverse things is like a whole variety of things, a whole untold, count, countless things. They produce untold precious fruit. They perish nevermore and laugh at death. By the grace of God, they abide forever in the father and the son, triumphing gloriously in the splendor of their new kingdom. Upon the throne they sit, and the face of the ancient master is straightway seen between them. So this is this idea of cosmic consciousness, this merging of cosmic consciousness and self-consciousness, you know, your, your regular consciousness, and you become a different person, basically. Um, and you see, you know, you see into the space of this ancient master, you understand things and you're enlightened in a way that you now most human beings never, never achieve. So 
So you know, that is the goal of this work and that's the goal of the tarot work and meditation and magical practices and so on is this what's called the knowledge and conversation of the holy guardian angel. Uh, the search, search for the philosopher's stone is another way to put it. The search for samadhi in, in, a, in meditation or nirvana, um, enlightenment, etc. These are all ways of saying basically the same thing. Different, there's those slightly different connotations, but essentially the same same thing. So that center within, if you seek it and you go after it diligently, you'll find it. And you'll find that stone of the wise and, and that's it, uh, described in that quotation that I just read. So this key 21 really summarizes the whole tarot and it epitomizes all that can be put into any kind of symbolizing concerning this great work, concerning this spiritual enlightenment that you're seeking after. So keep working with these cards and this kind of stamps these symbols deeply into your unconscious, into your subconscious as you work with them. And so if you've made it all the way through, I highly congratulate you. Thank you for you know staying with me throughout this whole uh, period of lessons. I, I really appreciate you guys being here each week and I, I really enjoy doing this work. So uh, let me know, uh, like I said, if you'd like to, to, to see a class that would go more deeply into this. If I get uh, some good positive feedback about that, I'll definitely uh, do something like that. And it would be a minimal cost. We'd put something together. There'd be videos and lessons and so on and some interaction and questions if you have questions for me and so on. Uh, so I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, I'll wait and see. And uh, if there's interest in that, please let me know. Uh, so please support us if you can at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye if you've got uh, something out of this series. Uh, continue to work with these cards, you know, blessings and light to all you guys and on your journey towards the uh, the culmination of the great work and, the, you know, the, the finding of the philosopher's stone that seek, you know, that seeking after that spiritual alignment. Be sure you're looking forward in the right place. Be sure you're looking forward in the right place, okay? Uh, so thank you again, uh, CosmicEye.org. If you want to find out more about what we're doing with tarot, we've got uh, our three tarot decks up there, tarot cards, some jewelry now, and a lot of great stuff, more uh, products all the time. And if you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can do that through the website, CosmicEye.org, C-O-S-M-I-C-E-Y-E.org. Uh, so again, follow me at, at CosmicEyeTarot. Wishing you all the best and, uh, you know, check out our show on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, kind of depending on when we're able to get to it, that uh, Angel and I do the Spirit Work Podcast. All right. Speak to you soon. Blessings and light.